Welcome to the Jane Bond Show, from execution to excellence. And I am your host, Jane Bond, the serial entrepreneur who will be sharing with you valuable life lessons and interviewing influencers from around the country who are breaking through to success, along with giving you advice on navigating through the game. Today, our topic is life by design. Our special guest shares with us what it was like growing up in Queens, New York. He tells us of his challenges of being faced with trying to stay out of jail, not selling drugs, and staying alive because of the rough environment he was raised in. He explains to us that he was going nowhere fast and knew he had to get out of New York. Deciding to leave New York, he drove 1,300 miles with $350 in his pocket to Miami Beach, where he decided to plant his feet in the sand. After arriving in Miami 46 years later, he has climbed his way to the top as one of the best interior designers in the country. He is also looked at as a philanthropic hero in South Florida by many. His compassion and kindness for people are unparalleled and the city has paid homage to him for his humanitarian efforts and has declared October 2nd as Stephen G. Day. Without any further ado, I'd like to introduce you to our special guest, Stephen G. of Interiors by Stephen G. Hey, Stephen. How are you today? I'm here with you under the lights. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure yet. So I'm glad you're here with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining, joining us on From Execution to Excellence. And I am so happy to have you here. Happy to be here. Thank you. So we're going to dive right in. I want to ask you a little bit about your backstory. I know you grew up in New York, so lead us in. Born and raised in Queens, in uh, Forest Hills, and um, went through high school. And I decided um, to move to South Florida. Okay. Um, I had been here numerous times from spring break. Uh, my grandparents lived here many, many, many years ago. And from the first time I stepped foot on the sand in Miami Beach, I said, someday this will be my home. Was it the heat, the sun? Uh, maybe the Pisces in me that just said the water. The water, okay. But um, the water has been my passion and big part of my life since coming to South Florida 46 years ago. Wow. So what type of challenges did you have when you were in New York City that made you come to that decision and say, you know what, I'm out of here? Whoa, challenges. I think the challenge was to stay alive and not wind up in jail. Oh, wow. Yeah. So expound on that a little bit. Tell us about that. Um, I was in a high school with a rough group. Um, a lot of street kids. Okay. Drugs were rampant. Um, money was tight. And I was watching friends wind up shot on the street corners. Wow. And wind up in jail from drug dealing. And I was definitely going nowhere fast. Um, but probably in a bad place. And... Uh, decided to make the move. Interesting. So was interior design your first love or what was your passion when you were there prior to moving? 
I believe and remember my parents telling me to be a veterinarian. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, because I loved animals. Okay, that was my next question. Do you but I hated animals? school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I said this wouldn't be for me. And my father, who was an air conditioning refrigeration mechanic at that time, said to me, if you can learn how to use your hands and learn a trade, you will always be able to put money on the table for your family. So he arranged through a buddy for me to take the electrical contractor's exam. Okay. Because at that time, it was the highest paying labor professional trade in New York. Thank God I failed the exam. You weren't interested in blue collar work. Well, I don't know about interested, but at the time I did fail the exam. <laughs> and I wasn't accepted. And my, my dad at that time was very disappointed. And um, I really wasn't. I only took the exam because he wanted me to. Okay. And it was nothing that I was passionate about. Um, so the culmination of environment, the culmination of failing the exam... Um, said to me, I need a, a change. Right. You know, whether it was just a change of scenery, environment. And my mom said to me, you'll be back. And I said, no, no I won't. I won't. <laughs> yeah. and that's that's a, always yeah. a good way to start your journey when you're thinking about making a move, coming to that decision saying, this is not going to happen. I'm leaving. I'm going to make my way. So at that point, that's when you decided to move to Florida? Yeah. I had a 1967 Pontiac Firebird with 88,000 miles on it. I had $350 in my pocket, a thermos that my mother packed for coffee, um, and a small bag with a pair of sneakers, a couple of pair of jeans, some t-shirts, and some underwear. And I said, bye. Well, that's all you need in Florida, pretty much. Well, minus the jeans. I, I didn't have a bathing suit, so <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to do. But I got in the car and said, "I'm gone." Made the drive down. Um, on the drive down, uh, in Georgia, my windshield wipers went on the fritz, and I'm driving on the highway on the turnpike, and I have a rag in my hand, and it's hanging out the window, and I'm doing this as I'm driving, um, and I finally arrived. Um, call it Sunday morning or Saturday night, um, I'm coming over what was then called, I think, I'm not sure if it still is, but I think it is the Arthur Godfrey Causeway, okay. which is like 41st Street in Miami Beach. So I remember two things. I remember seeing the, the billboard of the Coppertone girl with the little doggy pulling on the that. baby suit. <laughs> wow, that was um, a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> And then I remember, of course, seeing the Bay of Miami, and I took this big sigh of relief because I drove straight through, um, other than to stop at a gas station to fill up and use the potty. Um, so now I need a place to stay. Uh, I checked into the Castaways Hotel um, in what's today is, I think, Sunny Isles Beach. Then it was whatever yeah and it was $29 a night so I was able to afford that and Sunday morning picked up the Miami Herald to look for a job 
And where did you go from there? I wound up going for an interview to Gator Freightways, which was a terminal to unload tractor trailers. And when I went there, I filled out the application and I asked what the job paid and they had told me. And they said, well, you can also do this from midnight till seven in the morning. They called it the graveyard shift and it paid $1.70, I remember that, more an hour. I said, I'll take the graveyard shift. So I started to work there uh, to be able to sustain the $290 I had left <laughs> and um, then got a job on the weekends working at the Mai Kai, I think was the name of it, on the 79th Street Causeway, the Hawaiian restaurant, okay. parking cars. So between the two jobs, I was able to keep my head above water and started looking around for a rental. And I walk into a rental office and um, there's another young, young guy standing there. And they said they had no more one bedrooms, but they had a two bedroom. I looked at him, I said, would you like to split the rent? <laughs> and he said, yeah. Oh, So lucky. I actually moved into a two bedroom apartment, I'll never forget, 1101 Northeast 80th Street, right off the 79th Street Biscayne Bay Bridge, where there used to be a seafood restaurant called Mike Gordon's. So we move in to the two bedroom. That lasted about four months, and I had to get out because he was an utter pig. No. Um, so, Nothing worse you know, than the worst. Right. Terrible roommate, right. of course. So a one-bedroom came available, and I took it. And they were furnished, so it was really good because I had no furniture. And another reason that I had come to South Florida was to chase my childhood sweetheart. Um, Interesting. Yes. Uh, who eventually became my first wife. Oh, great. And that didn't work out either. I oh. would have been I would have been better off staying in the two bedroom apartment with the pig, with the pig. than to move <laughs> than to get married. So, you know, and her family learned. Right. And her family was in the design business. Oh, okay. So her dad said, Would you like to come to work during the day for myself and I'm bringing in a partner from New York and we're gonna expand. <laughs> and at that time, for me, was, well, how much does it pay? Of course. Yeah. Right. Because I couldn't work a day job, a night job, on a weekend job, because the end of the result there would I have been somewhere in a morgue. But um, he made me a decent offer. I quit the night job. Didn't quit, quit the, the weekend job of parking cars. And I went to work for him and his soon-to-be partner. And that sort of gave me my beginning, as you would call it, in the design world. So that opened your eyes up at that time? It opened my eyes to something that I had never known about coming from my upbringing. Absolutely. Um, while you know everybody was running to the Hamptons, I was going to Far Rockaway Beach, hitching. <laughs> Uh, you know, a ride. Don't they call that Tar Beach? No, that's the. No, that's your roof. That's your roof, right? Okay. In New York, that was the roof <laughs> of the building. But yeah, it was um, definitely an eye opener, and uh, the rest is a continuation of learning a business from four great professionals, mm -hmm. um, taking to it like a duck would take to water, and I, I loved. It was just amazing. 
Um, I loved everything about the business from learning because I was like a sponge. At the time, of um, There were four, what I'm going to call mentors of, of sort, and all very different in age, and all very different in background, and all very successful in their careers. So I sponged off of everybody and listened to the stories of their history in the industry and eventually started to do design work for the firm as it grew. So that's a great segue into my next question. When you realized that design was something that was becoming a passion of yours because you were around these mentors, did you ever think that you would go directly into it and just swim and keep going? I did. Okay. I felt so comfortable in it my skin that, that I looked forward to getting up in the morning and running to work. Oh. Well, that's when you know. Right. Of course. And, and thank God that passion and that excitement has continued for all these years. Um, I still wake up a little earlier than I used to. I still wake up at 4 o'clock every day and can't get, you know, can't get out fast enough and get my Dunkin' Donuts coffee and hit the road. Well, you know you're a New Yorker, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, yeah. <laughs> Northeasterner. No question. So it, it definitively was something that you say swim and I say loved. Okay. Yeah. So you were going forward. Oh, man. At, style. at a thousand miles an hour, 18-hour days, 20-hour days, 16-hour days, I didn't care because it was not only learning and continuing to learn but continuing the passion because the design world, I always related it to the ladies' fashion world. Mm. It's always changing. Absolutely. So you, you're never stagnant in your thought. As the design world changes, your taste changes. And your passion for bettering your design changes. Uh, and it, it, for me, it'll never stop. You so know, you just were continuously growing and growing to love the industry even more. Yes, it's challenging. It remains challenging. Um, Always changing, like you said. The by the by, the week, right? You know, it's and you know, owning the showroom today, we're consistently changing as well. You know, we're remodeling mm -hmm. probably the entire facility that we hope to be finished in the next 60 or 90 days, but that's a major undertaking. But but I'm going to get through to I'm going to get to that. All right. Um, knowing that you had mentors, that means you never had any formal training. Did you ever go back and think, maybe I should get some formal training, or did you feel as though having these four mentors around you with different styles, different tastes, growing in different directions was enough? I believe in my heart that there was not a college or an institution that could ever have compared to the training I received from these four. So you had boots on the ground at all times talking to you, sharing with you, and, and implementing, as, oh my God. internalizing. And I was never afraid to ask a question or ask for help or ask for input. And then as my career started to grow, I wound up with other mentors in different fashions 
Uh, one was one of the greatest collectors of modern and contemporary art in the United States, who introduced me to my first um, auction in New York at Christie's, and then I went to Sotheby's, and okay. he took me by the hand, introduced me to the curators, and taught me the art world and the auction world, which in itself is like a candy store of sorts. Um, there's, it's, I call it lunacy at its best. People from all over the world um, bidding on things that you're saying, you're scratching your head. Well, but I, I learned in the, you know, art yeah. is in the eye of beholder just oh, like boy. any type of beauty yes. you don't know what someone might like or what someone might bid on and you think wow and collectors too that's a whole different ball game once they're collecting collectors have an obsession it really becomes an, ex an obsession I relate it to the ladies today who are obsessed with handbags it's very similar <laughs> Um, they call them their babies. Yes. And then, again, growing through the growth pains, I had great developers that I started to work for that I also learned so much about the other aspect that's so well connected. Right. The construction of that. Construction. Course, together. Marketing. Right. Sales. Um implementation, um, presentation to the public, and so there's lots of people. Moving uh, parts in this. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and people that um, I owe so much to. I'm sure you're grateful and gratitude, and I can see it all over you. And that's a beautiful thing, because you can see the passion, you can see the success, and um, I'm so happy that you're here sharing that with us because this is what it's all about, breaking through to success and sharing and giving back knowledge to other people, how hard it is to make it and how hard it is you have to work and stay consistent and flow with things. And seeing your passion coming out right now is amazing. And thank you for sharing that with us. Got it. Got it? We okay? Yeah, okay. we're good. So, you know, it's an interesting mix that we just spoke about, the moving parts, so to speak. Um, you know, as I am a real estate agent here, and I deal with a lot of luxury real, real estate, and um, you came into play with that in my life, yes. and actually helped me take my career to another level, and thank you for that. So my next question to you is, how do real estate agents play a significant role in your business? I've always been a believer that selling a client a piece of real estate is half the sale. Everybody at every different level of price point needs to take that luxury home, that luxury condominium to a finished place that they can move into. Absolutely. And we have, again, been blessed and fortunate where we have been embraced by realtors up and down the eastern seaboard that continue to refer us to their clients for many reasons. The talent the success, the on-time installation, and then what I do to the value of their real estate, not only for today, but for the future, if that same client decides, you know what, I'm here three years and they're building a new project down the street that's amazing, 
and they go to sell that piece of luxury real estate mm -hmm. and they wind up selling it furnished and they even advertise it in the newspapers and on the online marketing by Stephen G because we've become a bit of a brand um, and I'll the, say thank you <laughs> and the success of our real estate whether it's for a client or a developer continue to sell and really you know that firsthand because of what transpired in Naples one of the most beautiful places I have ever walked into and I've been all over the world thank you and I walked in and I was blown away thank you I thought no matter what, I have to have this place. That's how gorgeous. And still today, you know, just to share with you, yesterday I spoke in front of 200 agents and they played that video. And these agents were blown away. And that video will live for quite some time because of the presence of that particular condominium being so large, being over 13,000 square feet and designed out to this day. The trend is still here. It's not going into another era of, you know, Mediterranean or anything like that. And for Naples, they had never seen anything like that. So. And for Naples, I was convinced that Naples was ready for new, exciting, and different. You know, Naples has been that round-arm sofa with fringe. <laughs> And a lot of wood car furniture that you walk into and you say, oh God, again, another one of these. So the fact that it sold in record time, and thanks to you, and the fact that it sold at a square foot price that set a record in Naples. Still holding today. Correct. <laughs> um, says a lot for the work, says a lot for the team. Thank you. Says a lot for your ability and... Um, we still talk about it today. Absolutely. Actually, I saw it posted the other day on the gram, so I was really proud when I saw that. Thank you. My next question to you is, you deal with a lot of real estate agents. Do you find that they are very knowledgeable when it comes to the aesthetics of design and function for their clients? I find that most aren't that interested in the aesthetics for the client. Um, let's face it, time is money, we understand. The realtors run all over town. Their phones ring if they're busy all the time. Their emails, their text messages. And the more time they invest in their real estate, the more money they're going to make. So at the end of the day, smart ones understand the end game, as I would call it, That's right. and others just want to make the sale, collect the commission and move on. Right. That's not a negative because that's how they make their living. Absolutely. No, it's not a negative, but as we see things are changing and most agents with all the TV shows, million dollar listings, love and listings, blah, 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 and we can go on, there's a huge number of agents that are very interested and that's where they want to go to breaking into the luxury market. There's no such thing as breaking into it. You might break in and be lucky one day or two days, but you must grow into that market. And I think it's very imperative that they start learning about products somewhat because it's about, especially at that level, it's about being able to walk into a home and know that's for your client. If you get lucky and if that is your client that you are servicing, you need to understand their lifestyle. So if you're not understanding their lifestyle and the products that they're accustomed to living in, then 
you're not playing in the right sandbox. It's, I think, like any business, Jane. You have to know your client. You you have to almost become a little bit of a psychiatrist mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and an investigator. That's right. You know, you have to know what their needs are for their lifestyle, size, guest bedrooms, how they live and how they breathe. Because unless you show them from your perspective the right fit, both size-wise, room-wise, and price-wise, you'll never make a sale. So you need to understand who your client is, no different than my world. People come in, they throw out a floor plan, and they say, Steve, here's our wish list, here's our budget, and sometimes I say, it was very nice to meet you, and sometimes (laughs) I say, it's doable. Um, We do that too, by the way. Yeah, And, and thank God we're in a position at Stephen G's where we want to be as transparent with people as possible exactly. because there's no time for bullshit and at the end of the day if you can't deliver what somebody wants for their budget you have to man up and say we can't. can't yeah that's the integrity part yeah and and you know for us it's so important and that happens here every week um and I've had people walk out, go elsewhere, and a year later, back on the phone saying, we'd like to come in and talk with you, and you just know the scenario. They went elsewhere, they're not finished, um, they've spent my budget and still not finished, and they want somebody... <laughs> I love it, spent your budget. Yeah, to bail right. them out. And, and what it says is, they realize that from day one, the conversation was right above board. There was no BS, and this is what it really is, if this is what you want, and you just told me what you want. It's no different than people saying, I want to be on the ocean. You know, I need 4,000 square feet, I need four bedrooms, and I only want to spend $800,000. That's the alignment. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know, it's interesting because when I hear you when you're speaking about the client in that fashion, it's the same conversation we have, just with a little twist. Absolutely. And then we come, if they trust us, to look for you. And hopefully we can all work together. Well, you know, it's a great marriage. I always believe when any referral makes you look good as well. Um, We have such an amazing track record. Listen, I can't sit here, Janie, and tell you that we do 200 jobs a year and every job is perfect because I'd be lying to you. You meet people from all walks of life. Sometimes you meet great people, sometimes you meet strange people. But our, <laughs> but our, our track record, our track record has been amazing here. Do we get unhappy people? You get them in every business. Every business. And we try our hardest to make them happy at any cost. Um, I will go into my pocket, I will lose money, I don't want an unhappy client. But then again, you meet people in this world that are so miserable that no matter what you do for them, you can't make them happy, and that's just life. Um, And I think that exists with jewelers, real estate people, clothing boutiques. I think it just is the nature of the world. It is definitely the nature of the beast, because we get the same question, and that question sometimes is, 
what skin are you gonna put what skin are you putting in the game and oh, yeah. my thought is usually well as a real estate agent my job and the listing agent is to bring the foot traffic through the door make the marketing pop create the buzz and at the end of the day I'm still asking for skin to be put in the game for 100%. So, yes, I get that. And that's interesting because that was one of my questions. What did you find that was very similar from our business with yours? Um, and you just answered that. So the next question for you is, was there a breakdown before the breakthrough of success for you? I mean, I have breakdowns almost twice a day. So. <laughs> so. I was driven for so many reasons. Um, my parents telling me I'd be back. I'm least likely to succeed in the high school yearbook. Okay. Um, going um, to a 25-year high school reunion where I flew back to New York and seeing where what you thought would be the most successful people lost. Um, so I was driven. I, I was driven because that's who I am. I was driven because I loved what I was doing okay. and I used what I'll call the old adage, hard work never killed anybody. It might make them a little older than they feel, but it didn't, yeah. <laughs> that would be it, me. It didn't kill anybody. <laughs> and, but I was totally driven, obsessed and driven. So that was your big why. Yeah, and still. Because, you know, in our business we have this thing we say, what was your big why and why did you do so much and you, what drove you so hard that you had to succeed no matter there was no failure that no, was, there, there that was, was no failure and there still isn't and there still will never be I understand that my yeah. big why was my mother she's 80 years old mm -hmm. she was the lady that I've fallen and I can't get up got it I have an 89 year old mother and they had to kick the door on, down on husband slash boyfriend number 7 <laughs> I love it yeah <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, I noticed that you have a very diverse uh, group of people working for you here. Is that something you strive for? Um, I'll tell you a quickie, and I think it'll tell you more about me. Okay. Many, many years ago when I opened up my first showroom, um, somebody walked in. Um, answered an ad in the newspaper and sat down in front of my desk and I said is there any dirt that you want me to know about you before we start the interview and the answer was yes he said I just came out of jail and um, I said what did you do and he told me I said well you're not going to be in my bookkeeping department <laughs> I said that's, that's the sure. integrity part right but the fact of the honesty I hired that person who 35 years later is still here. Wow. Yeah. So um, I love the underdog because I was the underdog. Of course. And the diversity of the firm here is such that I saw the handwriting on the wall so many years ago with Brazilian people. Mexican people, Canadian people, just the Florida or South Florida is the melting pot. And as the years went on, I don't speak anything but English. I hired people that speak Spanish and Brazilian and 
you name it. So we speak and write seven languages here, and um, I don't care what you are, who you were, as long as you want to come in and be honest and work hard and be dedicated. And I know how to say thank you, um, which many people don't in the business this world. This is true. It's me, 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 me. Um, I have the greatest 401k scenario in the United States. Wait a minute, I need a job now. <laughs> I, I, I have done for as many years as I can remember a matching contribution for all of my employees. Fantastic. Um, we want people to stay. I have people that have been here 20, 25, 30, 35 years, 18 years, 12 years. You know, it, it, it's, it's a home. I might be a tough boss and I might run a tight ship, but I'm better than the pat on the back if you know what I'm saying. Well, that speaks volumes um, to you having this business and being successful at it. Um, I definitely can appreciate that, and I noticed that um, I've known you for quite some time now, and what I have seen you know, throughout the years that I've known you, not, not that many years, but I watch. I watch everything, and I watch everybody, and I pride myself on my word with people. But what I think is so amazing with Interiors by Stephen G is your philanthropic effort. It's amazing. Your team is amazing. I mean, just with the past hurricanes we had here, I've just seen you do just a wonderful, wonderful giving back. It, Even the holidays, you fill your trucks with food, and they're all there. The team is all there cheering you on. They don't look like they're like hard at work they look like they're having a good time we make it a good time it looks um, like that and we give everybody an opportunity to be a part of what we do and we give back because we've been blessed the community has embraced us our business has just continued to grow and how do you not give back that's the compassion the, that's is the bigger, commendable. Yeah, thank you yeah and the passion the compassion is very commendable and like I said I've watched and I mean, you see me, I'm texting, I'm saying like, 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 because I'm just like, wow, you know, I don't see businesses like that doing what you do. It, it, I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. That's the best way I can tell you. You know, the hurricanes for us are just a portion of the things that we do. Um, well, do share. Mm. You can give us a little peek at it. <laughs> That's a very soft subject for me. Um, we have been involved with children that are ill. Okay. We have done almost every hurricane since Andrew. We drove tractor trailers filled so that the kids in New Orleans would have Christmas when they were hit. We were went up to the New Jersey and the New York area, the Rockaways, when they were hit okay. with tractor trailers of food. We arranged for beds and, and mattresses and pillowcases and sheets to be delivered to the Rockaways to a fire station where children and families were sleeping on the floor. 
I can see it touches your heart. Um, the compassion you show, I see it. I see it online, and I know the people of South Florida just love you for doing it, and you do so much. Yeah. Thank you. Tough program for me. It's okay. It's okay. That's why we love you, Stephen. Thank you. And it shows. It seems like your business here just just flourishes. You know, I always say God promotes those who promotes others and you take know, care of them. We, right after the Bahamas got really hit hard. I mean, harder than. I mean, I haven't seen anything like that since Hurricane Andrew hit South Miami. Um, I have a dear friend from Freeport who has a business there and goes back and forth from here. Um, Ellie um, with Elnet, um, who's part of the shipping world and oil tankers and things of that nature. And he called me up and he said, G-Man, I want to I wanna help. I want you to help. So we went out in social media um, and... Um, the donations that arrived here in a little over a week allowed us, meaning Elnet and Interiors by Stephen G, to fill five 40-foot containers. I don't even know if most people can fathom the amount of product that really is. 40-foot long, ceiling to floor, we loaded and loaded and loaded and people from all walks of life stepped foot here. It was such an outpouring. I thought what we had done for the Keys, because we... They were slammed too. Right. Wow, yes. um, but not like the, the Bahamas. I saw some of the footage. Yeah. I and guess Al was sending some of the footage over in the water oh my was God. above yes. the living room and dining it, room it, windows. It, the the to have a storm of that magnitude sit 30 hours in one location um, there is no fix for portions of the Bahamas they actually will have to rebuild from scratch there is no repair thousands of people still missing wow. so you know as it is you know the Bahamian government act you know, most of the aid and help that I have seen has been from South Florida, but yet we were getting calls from all over the United States. Why? Because I made the brutal mistake of putting my cell on the ad for the gifts, as right. I would call them. So for a week, my phone is 24-7. I had to actually leave it in the charger with the cord because the battery would burn out um, and the people that weren't local were actually ordering on Amazon and having it shipped here Fantastic. so it was unbelievable and I had the pleasure of meeting so many great people that walked through these doors I couldn't meet everybody and I took pictures and you know it was just special special and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, I, I've watched... It, it's good. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. That takes the tears back a little further. You go home, you're exhausted from the day, and on top of the day, you are sitting there meeting people in between clients and saying hello and hugging people that you never met in your life. 
that didn't even know who Stephen G was. The energy. It was just amazing. And wow. after the first seven days, I, I actually needed to just lay in a bed. I couldn't even... Exhausted yeah, from all of it. It was mentally and physically just draining, but to know that we were able to do so, so much was worth every minute of it. And I'm sure you've raised so, so many people's spirits and awareness of being able to give. Because some people, they would have never known. You know they would what, have thought about it. What I found interesting, and, and I don't ever point a finger, but so many people that were doing this said no clothing. People were calling us, would you accept clothing? I said, 100%. I said, these people lost everything. everything. The only clothes they had was the clothes on their back. How do you not want to send jeans, shirts? Anything. Yes. Anything for yeah. them to wear. And, and dog food, pampers. Right. Um, you can't you name it. about the animals. That right. They, they had nothing. Imagine waking up in the morning and going about your day. And by the end of that day or the next morning, everything you owned in your life is gone. absolutely gone. Mm -hmm. Gone. People were picking through rubble to find things. It, it was devastation. That's the best way I can tell you. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to pick this back up. All right. Take it up, <laughs> Let's pick this spirit back up, even Go. though it was good stuff. Go. Thank you for sharing that with us, because these are the things that, of course, we, you know, here in Florida, I didn't see any of that on television. I saw most of that through Interiors by Stephen G., on the gram, because most of us, we are on social media right now, right. and we get that news before we even get it on national TV. Well, Ellie, who I partnered up with, helicoptered in. He has a condo there. Thank God his end of the island was spared. It was amazing. Um, and he's sending videos, and then we, he was getting video feeds live from the storm. Wow. And he was sending them to me, and I'm sitting in my house on the patio, and I'm saying to myself, oh, God, is this going to be bad? A monster. You could and it was a monster. Yeah. 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 Wow. So. So let's, let's try and pick it back up here. So did you ever think that Interiors by Stephen G. would be this big? Did you ever dream this big? I've always been a big dreamer. And this successful. Never thought it would get to this point. But now that it's here, it's a different world for us. You know, years ago when my daughter graduated from college and she said, Dad, I graduated with honors. She walked down the aisle with all this stuff oh, on her yes. <laughs> that I knew nothing about. Um, and she said, I can't get a job. She said, nobody's hiring. Friends of mine who went to Harvard can't get jobs. And they're working for their families. And I said, I said, so what are you, you know, what are you thinking about? And she said, well, let me come to work for you. And I, and, and I said, well, you're not a designer. She said, do you know what I went to school for? And I felt like a real ass. <laughs> and I said, you were going to school and I'm trying to build a business, so no. She said, I was a finance major. Oh, I said, that, that's nice. That makes sense. <laughs> so she said, let me come in and, and work in the bookkeeping department. So 
a few years later. Uh, she revamped and and put us on computer where we were an old-fashioned pegboard system. I love, yes. She comes to me one day and she says to me, Dad, I have to really ask you a question. And I said, do I have to close the door? She said, no. She said, why do you continue to work as hard as you work? I now have seen this. I, I, I know I've, I've, I'm taking care of the books. And I said, you know, I said, climbing the ladder of success, I believe, was the toughest thing any human being can achieve. You, you have to be driven. You have to be a worker. You have to be hands-on. And you've got to, there's so many balls in the air. I said, and you know, getting to that top of the ladder is a great place. But staying there, you have to work twice as hard. I said, because everybody's coming up that ladder trying to grab you by the ankles to pull you down. And I said to her, and I'm not ready to be pulled off the top of the ladder yet. (laughs) And she first looked at me a little strange, and she said to me, I get it now. I do. And she got up and walked out of the office. And even now, we just celebrated a few months ago our 35th year in the industry as Interiors by Stephen G. Mm -hmm. We're now going through a monster remodeling of the entire showroom. That was my next question. Tell us about your expansion. Well, the, the toughest thing for us is always space. We just recently bought a another building 100 yards away. Um, We have just dismantled our entire reception area and everything is in production in order to redo our entry. Um, You're sitting in a gallery that we just finished redoing this week that is 98% Italian product. Beautiful. we are finishing by Monday an amazing gallery that we have never been involved with from a display point of view is a collection of bathroom oh, items. Oh, I saw that. Yes, gorgeous. We're super excited because it adds a different dimension to our business. And sitting uh, two buildings away um, is... 82 new room settings from Italy, total room settings. So we are going to be removing almost 100% of the product in our existing showroom to display and present to the development world, to our clients, new product. Things that have never before been seen, I'm going to say, on the northern, northeast coast in the United States. Lovely. We, We... are in a fashion business. Yes, you are. You as an amazing dresser of, of, of style and taste. If you would go to your ladies' clothing store of choice and the window doesn't change, you're going to drift. You're going to find another store that has more avant-garde, more fresh, I use the word fresh a lot, new and exciting. I'm in a fashion industry. Fashion and furniture. Correct. Yes. And um, nobody does it better than the Italians. Nobody. Nobody has ever done it better. Nobody will ever do it better. And so in the last five years, 
we have gone into more, I'm going to use the word different, classy, upscale, all the adjectives that you could use to describe, but more importantly, that word fresh. People walk in, they know, and they, they spot it. Yes. And I hear people say to me all the time, why don't you open up in Toronto? Come to Sao Paulo. We, will, we have a building for you in Sao Paulo that would be perfect, Steve. Do you not want to be global? No. Okay. No. You want to keep it tight. You know, we have nailed the ability, Janie, to deliver anywhere on the eastern seaboard of the United States okay. like we're living right here in South Florida. We have seven trucks. Our team goes everywhere. Our millwork people go all over. Our workrooms go all over with us. And we've been a winner in the Hamptons. And we've been a winner in South Jersey. We've been a winner in Manhattan as easily as we do it here. But to be in another country, it becomes the air travel. It becomes the time. And I, I don't want Customs. that. I, I don't want that. Okay. I want to stay right here Complicated, and be sure. good and, and continue to do what we do for the clients here and everybody that has hired us to go to the Northeast or Washington, uh, Chicago. Um, we just got our second project in Chicago. We finished a home for people in Mount Kisco, New York, and they said we just bought a condo in Chicago because our daughter moved there with her a new husband. Okay. We're doing that. You know, so your business starts to grow within like yours. You know, you have a football player you sold a home to and he's referring you to the same guy on the team. Exactly. Speak to Janie and she's gonna take care of you. So it's Throw a trust. <laughs> right. It's trust. It's proven entity of, of being able to do it out of state. Absolutely. Because many people say, Steve, can you really function out of state? I take them into the back of the building and I, they see all the trucks and they say, I get it, I'm good. Um, and if it's not for us, we'll tell people. So um, we're excited about the growth. We are excited about the new product. Um, and we think it's going to help us continue to go to that next ladder step that's really non-existent. I can't go to another step because the ladder is not that high. <laughs> But I, I they have can, the expansion ones now. Yeah, yes, I saw that on TV, by the way, um, on an infomercial. So at the end of the day, between um, Lisa, who does our marketing for a zillion years, and Sierra, who does an amazing job, right, and Sierra, who does our social media, yes. who also does an amazing job, yes, she does, and Linda Riley, who's my executive VP, that I have always called the glue of the company because I tend to piss people off at times and I tend to no. be a little bit more vocal <laughs> than I should be and you know like somebody gets upset and they cry and Linda makes nice because Linda understands me better than anybody. Okay. She's been here 20 some odd years um, so and my daughter watches the money and I have a team of design professionals that are just that, professionals. You have, what, 60 interior designers on No, we have a staff of 82, I wow. think, total. And we have 16 licensed designers. Okay. 
um, and we have the assistants and the warehouse and Michael who does um, our logistics and Tito that runs the warehouse with Clifford. So, you know, it's it really is a big family of sorts. And we're not, as you know, we're not the stuff shirts. No, you're not. And we're real workers. I mean, this place opens. With real style. Right, thank you. <laughs> you know, we, we people walk in this place at 6 in the morning, and at 7, 8 o'clock at night, people are locking up. And Saturdays, if you drive by, the parking lot is filled because there's a dedication, a bit of a loyalty, um, and um, a passion as well. Um, my passion is what I hope I have exuded to the team. Oh, and, and, absolutely. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Have you ever thought about opening up a real estate arm? Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, um, some years back, I was approached by a group of people opening up a new real estate company. Okay. And um, I was hired to design their new office space. And I had known them. And what had transpired was they approached me, there was three partners, and they said, we would like you to come in and be a 25% owner. And I said, give me a day to think about it. And I did. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm interested. Get me a contract. Oh, okay. So, bottom line, it took six weeks to get the contract, and I'm spending a lot of time there getting to know them and going for lunches and dinners and, and designing the, the facility. And, you know, when you're a creature of habit and you run your business one way, you expect the whole world to do the same. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I'm watching them sort of build or try to build and, and, and I'm sitting in on meetings and you know I gave them the contract back I said I'm going to take a pass and they said why I said because if I would become a partner we would hate each other in 90 days because I watch you function and I don't function that way I'm a different boss I'm a different leader um, and this would never work and right or wrong we still have an amazing relationship today okay. it never uh, they weren't offended and at the end of the day we're still good friends and we still do business and their business has done well and it would have probably been a real winner financially for me but I don't look back at, 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 at it as a negative it was a decision I made it as, as a business person um, but at this stage of the game no I have enough businesses that I uh, am involved with and own or partial owner with partners and I'm okay. yeah I, and I've also invested in businesses or one business that failed that to this day I say to myself why did I even do it not that it failed you know when you don't know anything about a business you would you'd be better off going to a crap table in a casino and taking that same amount of money and rolling the dice because when you don't know about it and you can't devote the time and you rely on others, big mistake. Yes. Big mistake. Because nobody can do it the way you do it. Well, that's not 100% true. Oh, okay. I, I have uh, a partner that we buy foreclosures in 
um, tough neighborhoods. Oh, in real estate, okay. Right? Okay. And we fix them up and resell them, and we're doing amazing. And there's a trust where the partnership is a handshake. Um, and then I'm in the hard money lending business with somebody else that we're okay. partners, and it's a handshake. And both have been amazing. Interesting. Um, I'm in the weight loss business, <laughs> and that's a whole different story. Um, and, uh, you know, we do a lot of franchise work. Okay. Um, we just finished uh, an amazing law firm uh, down off of Brickell for Robert Zarco, and the, we finished and designed 25,000 square feet of offices that are off the charts, world class. We um, dabble in the hotel world when we know the developer. Okay. Um, we are doing the Tides Hotel on South Beach right now. Oh, much needed. Yes. <laughs> um, I can't and, wait to see that. And we have gotten involved um, heavily in the rental world, which we had never been involved with before. What and about the fashion world? Um, do you do anything with the stores? I mean, we we have uh, one person here who, for years, was the designer for Ralph Lauren okay. and did all of his stores and launched his stores and. Um, and he did all the work for Tommy, a lot of work for Tommy Hilfinger at that time. Um, but we don't chase the retail world. Okay. Um, and, uh, and to be frank, there's not a lot of money in it. And as time is the most precious commodity that we all have in business, oh, yes. you want it to be as profitable as it can be. So... Um, at one point, we did a lot of yachts. I mean, we've been all over oh, the board. This is true, yes. and, and we find that the condominium world and the private home world has been our niche. We probably do more condominium projects and apartments for owners than any 10 firms in, in Florida. Um, and um, it winds up to be a winner. And who knows where we're going from here. Um, we're always looking for, you know, as they said in Star Trek, the, the next, next frontier <laughs> or something. Um, we're always looking for new and exciting. Okay. Um, we have recently been hired to do work, um, and I can't go into an elaborate scenario because I'm not allowed yet, but we, are, we have gotten involved with Brightline which I believe is going to be the future of travel for 70% of the United States when they're finished. That would be fantastic. I, I think their concept is brilliant. Their alliance with Virgin and Branson is brilliant. Would it be luxury? It or is would they luxury. Have some? Okay. If you have not experienced the bright line from Miami to West Palm. No, I have not. You will flip out. I did experience, wait a second, I think I did experience some of that. Hot not towel, the, champagne. Yes, and the cart, just like being on the airline almost. Yeah. Unreal. Food, same and, thing. Yeah. And fast. And comfortable. And fast. Yes. So, you know, when you take the group that is totally behind this, they didn't become who they are because they're stupid by any means. Um, but the concept is crazy. 
Um, and, you know, to think that you can get on a virgin flight at some point, mm -hmm. check your luggage, come to the United States, get on a train, go to your next destination per se, and your luggage winds up in your hotel room or at your destination and you never touch it again. Pretty amazing. An amazing concept. Yeah. I think I would buy into that. Right. <laughs> and um, I, took a, I took the Bright Line from Miami to West Palm. And as a kid in New York, my grandmother used to take me to see Broadway shows. And we would get on the train. For whatever reason, we never got to the stop and I didn't fall asleep. So um, I'm doing paperwork on the, the Bright Line to West Palm. And then on the way back, I just totally conked out. I went to sleep and wound up somebody tapping me on the shoulder. You know, we're here. It's time to get off. Yeah. So I, kind I of the Orient Express in the United States, but with a little bit of luxury to 100%. it. Hundred percent for the public. For everybody. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. What a great concept. Yeah, and and they have just begun. And this is going to be countrywide. I'm not sure. I know that. Um, You're giving us like a little peek into it, which is. Really I know nice. that Orlando is coming up. I know that Aventura is coming up. Wow. Boca Raton, West Palm is already up and running. Will they come to the West Coast? Well, <laughs> I, I can't. I don't really know. But at every stop, there is luxury rentals and retail. So it's not just a train; it's the an concept, experience. Yes. So if you were a lawyer and you didn't want to live in West Palm and that's where the office was, you could live in Miami, get on the train in the morning, like Manhattan and Long Island kind of a thing. Yeah. How many people live on Long Island and go to Manhattan to do Every business? Day. You're damn Every right. Day. So I think their concept is brilliant, just brilliant. Kind of taking Amtrak and taking it up a notch. Five notches. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and you say five, I say, yes, beautiful. And we have some other stuff on the hopper mm. um, where we have been interviewed and the conversation continues. Um, a boutique hotel, 80 rooms in Aruba. Um, and, and I can go on and on. And we love different um, when it comes to what we call the contract world. Hotels, boutique hotels, um, restaurants, law firms that allow you to create new. We don't want to be, you know, here's our 80 rooms and we want them all the same. Right. That's not who we are. Here's the 80 rooms. Give us four totally different concepts times 20. And that's where we shine. We love to be creative. Love to be creative. You know, and developers like BH3, who are amazing, and related companies, and, and Richard Zipes, and I can go on and on, Henry Torres, Joseph Milton. These are people that I have been involved with, and I know I'm going to get in trouble because I probably missed <laughs> 10 names. But, but, and I love them all because of their honesty, their loyalty, um, and um, we're blessed, just totally blessed to, to, to be in this position. With that being said, what do you think um, the trends, which way are the trends going right now? 
because this is something, again, I always bring this back to real estate because we're pretty much both in the business together. What are the new trends going on? I, right I, I don't believe there's a new trend, Jamie. Okay. What I believe is 10 years ago, the day of Mediterranean died. Yes. It just totally, you know, took a plots. But it took a while for them to catch on to that. I think anybody today in the upscale world is looking for clean, modern, clean, contemporary, less is more, yes. make it comfortable, give me room to breathe. Great lines. And great artwork. Yes. I've always said that an amazing and timeless home is less furniture and better artwork. Making it pop. Oh, make a statement. Yes. You know, tell people that you're alive. Um, you know, 15 years ago, we were still buried where 70% of our inventory was Mediterranean. Yes. And we couldn't give it away. I couldn't give it away. And my accountant said, donate it to charities. Because you mean your inventory in here? This is a 100,000 square foot showroom. Oh, yeah. You we mean, we wow. unloaded 50 trucks of furniture that we donated to different charities from the AIDS Foundation to churches. We don't discriminate who we gift to or who. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like a dress store right. with antiquated dresses that they try to sell for 50% off and nobody buys them. So you give them away. You have no choice. Right. And you know, it it just, all it does is take up space and you just have to bite the bullet and move on. Period. So what would you share with real estate agents today to look out for and to understand about aesthetics going forward? I think that, again, empty real estate, there is an abundance, just an abundance, whether it's standing inventory from developers that haven't sold out to the resale world where people buy for investment and leave them empty. And year after year, week after week, month after month, the real estate that sells first is furnished. So you're saying in a nutshell, real estate that's standing empty is not moving. Because no. we're seeing a huge push right now. I mean, a couple of years ago, we were selling real estate. You could walk in, you knew the bones of the house and you understood it as a real estate agent myself because I have a background in interior design, but not everybody does. And they can't really speak to their client in that sense. But now, today, it's a huge push that everything must be furnished. I've, I've always said that the lady of the house is the decision maker of the purchase. I've always said that. Okay. If the significant other, wife, girlfriend, whoever that person might be, if she doesn't like it, She's not moving in, and the husband or boyfriend's not buying it, period. So if you go to look to buy something, and whether it's a private home or a condominium, there's so much to see, and a lot of it is in a similar price point. This is true. So what are you going to buy, or what is the lady of the house going to fall in love with, the empty real estate or something she walks into and says to herself, oh, my God. This is amazing. Right. And she turns to the significant other and says, Honey, I want this. That's right. Okay. Just now, like the shoes and the bag 100%. and everything else. Yes. She might say to herself while well, she's looking around, Well, I'm not crazy about that piece of art and the chair, so so, but the overall looks great. 
once that we get in, I'll change the artwork and I'll buy another chair or I'll change something. That's right. <laughs> so there's no question that a furnished product always sells faster than an empty, always. So that's what we're sharing with you guys today, you know, understanding that things have changed and we all must take that on when we're taking on a listing to say to our clients, if you're trying to sell a house that's not furnished, that's not present, that's not taken care of and looking great to go on the market, then you're, we have a problem. You're lowering your odds and your percentage exactly. and everything. You're narrowing the market. 100%. 100%. Um, it's 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 been like that a long time, but I think because the market has taken a breath, as everybody calls it. Yes. Even though Florida has lived through the cycles that just never stopped. Never. From, right. <laughs> um, that you know the guy who's going to stand out is definitively the guy who you walk in and open the door and somebody goes, "Oh my God, how much?" Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Then he honey, looks at her. <laughs> honey, oh God, I would love a sweetheart. Yeah. And this is what we do. Yeah, no if question. we love something, we want it. You know, we want it, and we want it then. And That's correct. Hopefully, you know the significant other can. After dinner, it's the Sinatra takes yeah. and the six pack. It's all over. <laughs> I'll have a glass of wine. <laughs> so I want to wrap this up a little with you. And, you know, again, we talk about real estate, we talk about interior design, and of course, you know, Interiors by Stephen G is amazing. You have a 100,000 square foot showroom of nothing but delicious furniture from Italy, which we all agree is the best. Um, what would you say to someone on, what, what question would you pose to someone to ask themselves on a daily basis, what could they do? What should they be asking themselves? How to take it to the next level and what gives me the edge. Okay. And this is why we call this show From Execution to Excellence. Thank you. Because we have someone like you to share so much knowledge with us about so many different aspects of our business in real estate and design. And speaking about the customer, I think um, our businesses are in such alignment that we need one another. They always have been. And, and it takes the smarter, the smarter like broker, <laughs> broker, realtor to understand that. That's right. That, you know, it, it's no different. You buy a car, you got to insure the car. That's right. They go hand in hand. That's right. You know, you, you pick out a beautiful gown, you got to have the seamstress. They, they all go together. And the real estate market has always, forever, and it will, forever, ever, ever, it will always align itself with the design world, the construction world, the flooring world, the sound system and television world. It's all a melting pot of how do I get to the finish line? Hello, wake up, smell the roses. It's right in front of you. You know, how a realtor could leave a client with an empty condominium and not say, listen, let me align you and let me hook you up or let me show you and there's some great people in town that I know and let me help you through the rest of the process because I believe that's called service. That's right. And it's the realtor slash broker slash professional that holds the client's hand for more than just the sale. 
right. That they will never forget. You know, when the hurricane hit us, was it two years ago, and it actually hit us as a Category 3-ish slash 4, it was on a weekend, and I don't remember if it was a Sunday morning or Monday morning, I went to a project where we had done a lot of work, brand new building, and I had had the keys to all these units, and I just can't to this day tell you why. I got in my car and I drove over to the building, and the concierge said, Mr. G, what are you doing here? I said, you know, just want to look and take a peek. And I found damage from water in many of the units. It happens, not unusual. But all of my clients were in Montreal, New York, um, Long Island, wherever they were from, and I did not wait. I moved into action. I had trucks there. I had my drapery people there. I had my warehouses. We were moving furniture, picking up area rugs that were soaked with water, wow. removing drapes, cutting out drywall, advising the building. Um, and I'm on the phone saying, Linda, Ian, don't worry. I got this for you. Dennis, Randy, don't worry. I got this for you. And when it was all over, I would get the calls that said, you're unbelievable. Because I went beyond the Call scope of, of what right. my job is. Absolutely. But I feel a responsibility to people that have spent a lot of money, entrusted me. Listen, I went to a client last week. They're unhappy with what we've done. I went there and I said to the husband and wife, I said, listen, you approved it all makes no difference to me. You signed off on every fabric, every piece of furniture. I don't care. I want you happy. Come to the showroom, pick everything that you like. We'll deliver it, make sure it looks good, and I want you happy. No cost. This isn't about dollars. It's about me wanting you happy. They were sitting there, they were flabbergasted. And they came, and the wife picked new dining room chairs and a pair of club chairs and some different art. It was all of 12 different items. But when they were delivered and finished, I was getting hugs and kisses instead of being the big bad wolf, right. if you know what I'm saying. It's called service. Absolutely. And it's what we're in. We're in a service business. That's right. I've always said I've kissed more asses in South Florida <laughs> than anybody, and I'm going to continue. I don't know another way. You have to make the customer happy. This is true. No question. And you're absolutely right. We're in a customer service business, and if yep. you're not game for it, get out of the game. Agreed. And, you know, this is what we do on a daily basis. Yep. Mr. G? Mr. Stephen G? Jane Bond? Let me tell you. Not you, James Bond. Jane Bond. <laughs> I'm a girl. That's and correct. it's real. Um, you epitomize what we call from execution to excellence. Thank Your you. story is amazing, it's empowering. Um, I'm sure it will be very impactful to the people that listen to it. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on our show today. No, I want to say thank you for having me. You could have anybody you want, and you picked me, and I thank you. And your tears? Oh, you almost broke my heart. <laughs> wow, I hope you guys have really enjoyed this podcast today. We are sitting here with one of my good friends and amazing interior designer, Stephen G. And I hope you guys learned a lot because he has dropped some major gems here in reference to real estate, being married to interior design and furnishings. We called it fashion and furnishings.
Thank you, guys. Please do not forget to go to our podcast and subscribe, rate, and review. And we would love to see you back here again. Thank you.